Welcome back to the Two Hats Podcast. We have something special today. Someone special on the on the uh, podcast today is going to share his story with us. So I want to introduce you guys to Charles. Charles, say hey. What's up, y'all? <laughs> so first, <laughs> first things first. Let's get all of the um, the beginning questions out of the way. So, do you follow Two Hats Podcast? Of course. Oh, okay. That's what's up. <laughs> And so, let the people know how long you've been in the field. All right. So, I've been in the field a little over six months. Um, yeah, I'm still still, still pretty new. Um, He's a noob, y'all. He's a newbie. Yeah. <laughs> so, so far, how do you like it? Uh, I love it. I love really? it. Really? Yeah. So, what did yeah. you do before? So, before, I worked uh, as a uh, security officer at an elementary school. Um, then before that, I worked, um, I did some armed security for, uh, the site was regulated by the Coast Guard. So that was, um, that was all right. But yeah, so. And what is your degree in? My degree is in criminal justice, uh, social really? criminal justice. Um, oh. yeah, if I would have known what I knew now, I would have probably would have did like the human services type feel uh, as far as my degree but and why would you have changed it to that in hindsight uh criminal justice kind of put you in a box like there's but so much you can do um and cool i mean i won't bother to be no cop so so like and i'm definitely ain't going back to go to no law school so PO was like, hey. But the good thing is you can like move around within the probation department. You don't have to just right. be a line officer or whatever. Right. Yeah. So. So do you, how long do you see yourself doing this or being in this position? Probably, I know you just started, so it's kind of hard yeah. to gauge it. But <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I like so I like to interact with people. So that's uh. That'll probably keep me in for a while. Yeah. That'll keep me in for a while. I always tell people, you have to be a people person if you want to do this job. Because you literally talk to people all freaking day. Like, when oh, I would get yeah. off work, I didn't even want to talk on the phone. Because you just talking <laughs> all day. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, yeah, I like dealing with people. So, um, I'll probably be in it for a while. Unless The department um, that you work for, like, on the two-hat scale, we have the two-hat scale, which is... One being your department is more on the social work side of things, and ten being your department is more on the law enforcement side of things. So, where does your department fall on that two hat scale? Definitely, definitely more on the uh, social work. <laughs> probably, probably a one. <laughs> and how do you feel about that? Uh. I mean, it is what it is. It's like, uh, I do you be, feel like it should be I more law enforcement oriented? Most definitely. Most definitely. Because, I mean, after some people be walking out of my office, I tell the person off the side, I'm like, man, I just had about the field session up in here. Yeah, it, <laughs> it'd be, man. I mean, you go from, you go from, uh, from daggone talking about mental health to daggone being a marriage counselor to, uh, it's, it's, it's now, are you open to disclosing what state you work in? Yeah, I'm in Virginia. 
Okay, Virginia. So for everybody who's tuned in, who's watching, who's listening, this is from a Virginia PO. Because you know every state is different. And here on the Two Heads Podcast, we've interviewed people from all over the country. And every time I speak to somebody in a different state, it's like different situation. But where I worked in Texas, it was just like kind of where you are. It was like more long, I mean, sorry, more social work, which right. I find better because I didn't want to be that person to arrest you or like run you down. Or like, I'm not doing all that. We're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all that. I would have went to the police academy. <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want, I'm scared to be a PO because I don't want to do this. Or I don't want to arrest people. But not every agency does that. Right. So, yeah. so how is it in your department, like with COVID, are people actually reporting to the office? Are you doing like Zoom meetings? Yeah, we're, yeah, we, we open. Oh, yeah, we open. y'all in full effect, huh? <laughs> yeah, full effect. <laughs> yeah, full so that effect. means drug testing, everything, reporting, court, everything is back on track. Everything back on track. Okay, yeah. that's good. So let me ask you this. This is for the people who listen in who are actually on probation. If an offender tests positive for some drug their first time, you know, in the office with you, what is your first course of action? So it really depends on what the court ordered. So like in Virginia, since marijuana, of course, is the biggest thing, but since it's now you know, illegal um, out here. The court can still order you uh, to refrain from using marijuana. So the first one, um, which is pretty much throughout the office, um, we pretty much let the first one go. Um, we and we give you that thirty day window to get clean. Um, yes, come, y'all. Yeah, so you come back that 30 days, and I want to hear the word should have been out or just that third. Nah, bro. You, hey, we, we gave you one because technically, once you walk out, once the judge tell you that you're not supposed to be smoking weed and you still go and smoke, you know what I'm saying? And most of the times, after before they even have their intake, um, in this, it's been two and three weeks. So you should be, you know, you, should, you shouldn't you should be testing positive. If you really stop smoking since you left court, you shouldn't be testing positive. But, however, so technically you can 60 days instead of 30 days. Exactly. And people just, they act like they come to the office the first time and be like, you know what? I didn't know. I thought I had to wait till after I saw you. Absolutely not. You did not think Absolutely. that. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know better than that. You know, especially, <laughs> and then to be, then to be the ones that's been on probation like three or four times. Thank you. Like, you don't have to go. Stop playing. Right. You know how it goes. You probably wrote the book on this. Stop playing with us. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, we, but we, we tried, I mean, especially for me, I try to, I try to give people a little leeway without going against policy. Um, But, you know, they still take that around with it. Exactly. Then when they get violated, you the best, you the worst person in the world. Ain't it? That's the truth, right? Like that. It's like everything on the PO. Like, baby, like, that wasn't me smoking. That was you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, dude, come on, man. I gave, I gave, I gave you the chance, and you ain't take it. See, PO's are fair. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, for the most part, we are. Like, um, 
in your agency, are you do you have the option to carry a weapon or do you carry a weapon? No, we don't. We don't. Yeah. So is there any type of protective measure y'all take or how does that go when you do field visits and you have to go visit an offender in their home? So it's very, actually very rare that we see someone outside of the office. Like, oh. Yeah. So yeah. in your department, what would warrant somebody needing a home visit? Um, more, more likely more so when they're when they become a danger to themselves or someone else. And then, of course, we, you know, um, law enforcement goes us on that visit. Um, I haven't seen that happen since I've been there. So. Um, the home business is not a standard thing. Nope. Oh, okay. What kind of caseload do you supervise? Like, what kind of offenders? Misdemeanors, felonies? Like- yeah, misdemeanors. Um, <clears throat> so, when I first started, I started out in pretrial, um, and then some stuff happened. Whatever. Then I got switched to actual probation. And when I was on pretrial, I had a uh, domestic violence caseload. Okay. And those people are weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think they? What happened? Like, what was the difference between oh, pretrial and actual probation? All right. So pretrial. So for people to understand, pretrial, it's the same thing as probation itself. You haven't been um, found guilty or, or anything. So that's basically the, <clears throat> the difference between the two. Um, but and I mean, the the stuff that people are on pretrial for, it's like, um, man, it, it's, stuff you, it's stuff you see in the movie. Like, I know this person really ain't do this. And you read I'm the reading those <laughs> offense reports, like POs out there reading them offense reports. Sometimes you be like, "Damn!" <laughs> right, and then, and then especially when you read them before you actually meet them, be like, "Yo, I can't wait to meet this person." <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, I'll be really interested in trying to see, like, is their story gonna match what this offense report right. says? Because most of the time, it don't match. <laughs> right, and then and see, and that's the thing I didn't like about pre-trial though. See, with pre-trial. You like with probation, you know, you can dig into what's what happened going on with pretrial. We can't talk about it. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. See, I've yeah. never worked pretrial. Yeah, with pretrial, you can't you can't really discuss the uh the case. So that's so if you if you nosy, do not work pretrial. <laughs> <laughs> now, is the pay the same for pretrial and then actual probation? Say it again. Is the pay the same? Like the salary? Yeah, it's still the same. Yeah, it's still the same. It's still the same. Uh, so on average, what is the starting salary in your area? Because a lot of people they want to know that. Uh around thirty-eight. That's a person with no experience at all, yeah. like for, freshly coming into the probation field. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like average here too, where I am in Texas. But um I've noticed that on the what is that, West Coast and California area and all yeah. that is more because obviously the cost of living is more. So yeah. a lot of times people ask that question. So if you had some advice on somebody who's trying to get in probation, like in your area, like what would be your best advice? Because people intern. always hit me up telling me it's super hard. You say intern? And that's how I got my job. Okay. Uh, Let in- the people know. Let the people yeah. know where they so, should be interning at. Um so I interned. Um, with my agency during the summertime, because um, like I said I worked in the school, so I spent the whole summer interning. 
Um, when it was time for me to leave, <clears throat> everybody in the office was like, hey, make sure you keep in contact with the director or whatever. So job, uh, the pre-trial job became available. The director called me himself. It's like, hey, got the job open up. You can apply. Um, I can't promise you anything, but I want you to apply. I'm like, sure, all right, bet. I applied, went to the interview. Um, you know, took about a week. They called me. And it was like, you're going to have me. So if you intern, be willing to learn everything that they wanted to show you. Like, they was they was throwing me everything. I was writing violation reports. I was doing drug tests. I was I was doing it all. Like You was basically a PO for free. Yeah. you Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you want to learn how to do it? I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, my pops always told me, if somebody be, is, is willing to show you, be willing to learn it. And I took that. And here I am. Now, where did you go to find that internship? Directly to your department's website or just the people need to know? Um, so actually, there was a, I think I was, I Google searched um, PO internships or I might have been law enforcement internships in Virginia. And a list, and I had found a list of uh, a list of different agencies that offer different stuff. And <clears throat> so my first one that I had did was for juvenile probation. I was going to do an intern for that, but then COVID hit, and then I watched one of your uh, one of your videos when you was uh, with the juvenile guy, and I was like, you know what, I ain't got time to be. <laughs> Fussing with these kids and the parents, so let me not do that. <laughs> yeah, hey. uh, yeah, I'm good on that. So, um, so where I met, that was the um, one of the agents that was pretty close to me, and I just submitted my application for the internship, and they called me and sent me all the paperwork to do, and within maybe two weeks, I was like, all right, when you want to start. Oh, it seemed like they moved fast yeah. in Virginia. Yeah. yeah. So, now, I mean, there was, so, uh, so uh, also with that, I think that age, they was, they needed the help as well. So, uh, that's always that a good thing. You can get in real quick when they need help. You just got to, right. you know, get in at the right time. <laughs> right. Now, in Virginia, so was, is it run by the state or is it run by each county or how is it run? <clears throat> So my agency is um is a local a local probation. Okay. Um, then they have state state um agencies as well. So there's a state in my local whatever they call it um area, there's a state actual state um probation there too. So they get all the felony stuff. Got you. So your case law or your department, they don't deal with felonies at all. Uh on case on case by case, there's okay. a, there's there's a few in there, but it's not like a lot. Would you be interested in going to the state level? Hmm. <laughs> Actually, no, because <laughs> we we actually make a little more than the state. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Now, would that be your only reason for not wanting to go state? Mm, probably, probably so. Yeah. Well, they not, well, nope. 
Okay, same thing. Yeah, it's social work. Okay. Okay, so y'all listening out there, y'all hear that. You don't want to carry your weapon. You don't want to be shooting up, bang, bang. (laughs) You can call (laughs) Virginia. Yeah, come on, come on to Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what is the craziest thing so far that you've experienced in your position? Oh, man. So, if people do not think that sexual harassment against a male is not a thing, it definitely is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we need to hear this story. Tell us what happened. (laughs) Man, so, this one lady, she came in. I was doing her, um, I was doing her intake. And... There's like different assessments that we do during the intake process. And I mean, she was taking those questions and just like flipping it into everything. It, it became like sexual quick. And I'm like, all right, yo, I need to figure out how to, um, <laughs> how to, how to get this, how to turn this thing around. And it was, I mean, it was to the point like my assistant director came out and she was like, yeah, um, we were how to end this. Yeah, she was she was off the wall. It was really off, Yes, I mean very. I'm talking okay. about yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And I mean, a lot of times as a PO, you have to redirect the conversation because they will go off in some tangent or some scenario that you ain't trying to go. So that's a very valid point that you bring up, y'all. Y'all listen. If somebody talking in your office about some stuff that they should be talking about, it's your job to redirect it and make sure they're going where you need them to go. <laughs> Right, and, and make sure and make sure you do it quick because you don't want no accusations that you were indulging in that conversation. You don't, you don't, trust me, you don't, you don't you don't want those. You don't want those. Thankfully, our offices are not too far apart, so so people are always hearing the conversation that's going on. But yeah. Oh my gosh! So you do have your own office? Yeah. Yeah. But I know some POs they work in like cubicles. I'm like, ooh, that would be kind of sus. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, how, I don't know how I feel about that. I know, cause it's like you hear so much stuff. It's like I'm trying to focus and I'm listening to what they got going over here. Right, right. I mean, that's even even with my own office. That's how I be sometimes. I'm like, dang, that, they they crying crazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So clients walk up like, yo, did they really say that? Yeah. Man. So if y'all have to make an arrest for one of your defendants, so do you call local law enforcement? Yep. And how is your relationship with them? Do they understand what the POs do? And of course, y'all understand what they do, but do they understand like, okay, when we need y'all to come, this is the number they come around. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they, they fully, they fully understand. They fully understand. So you guys work well together. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. And what about in, in court? Do you go, do you have to do court visits often? Yeah, I got to go to court tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> now that's something that I really like. I like going to court, but you know when it got to be repetitive, like two three times a week, I was like, okay, this is too much. But like once a week, I was cool with it. Like let's get a little variety. You got to be sitting in the office all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's cool until like some of these circuit court cases. I feel like yo. Like you be sitting there all day, and then like the last time I went to court, I sat in the court. Um, started at nine. I stayed in there till twelve thirty. They rent the 
went to recess, came back, and they continued my case. I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that happens a lot. That happens a lot. Yeah. And all, for me, the downside was like, I could have been working on all this stuff that I got going on at the office, and I'm just right. sitting there wasting my time. <laughs> right. I'm like, man, I had, I had, I had other show causes I could have been right. So notes I need to be putting in. And, and there's always something to do, right? You're always busy. always always something to do. Always something to do. If if you bored, you uh you one of your cases getting by you because you always got something to do. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of that, like what is your caseload average? Like the number of defendants you supervise at a time? I have because I I think I'm around seventy seven, seventy seven, seventy eight. That's nothing. Is that yeah. average for your office, like per officer? No, there's a couple. There's some that's right around with me. Then there's ones that has a little more. Um, yeah, there's some with a little more. Um, but like when I switch, when I switch to, um, of course, so probation and pretrial is like night and day. When I switch probation, they gave me, they printed, gave me a printed list of my caseload. All right, there you go. I'm like, dang, I'm supposed to put all this up by myself. All right, <laughs> like, all right cool. <laughs> well, that brings up another good point. How long is the training to be a PO in your area? So, I don't even have my the the DCJS for the Virginia training. I don't even start that till next month. So okay. I've been. So I've been. OJT. <laughs> <laughs> when you do go into the training, how long is it going to be? Uh, it's right around three weeks. Right around three okay. weeks. Yeah, and that'll be like a Monday through Friday? Yeah, so most of them are, um, I just ran all the shares of the day. Most of them are Tuesday, Thursday, or Tuesday through Friday. Um, and it's for like three consecutive weeks. So, you get a day, so you get you get a day off from the training each week. Yeah, one day. One day, yeah. So that means so it's, it's not it's not a day off. I mean, I still have to be at work, but you get a day off from attending the actual training a week. Yeah. Wow, is that usually how it goes? Like the person, the PO will start working, and then they'll go to the training later. I guess that's how the agency doing it. Ah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> He's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, actually, I think, I think they, they needed the help. And it was like, all right, let's do it. So what are they teaching in there? Do you know what they're teaching in the training? Um, Like uh, case planning, um, <clears throat> uh, how to uh, conduct the office visit. Um, the So the Virginia, they have a most and OS. Um, it's a screening tool that they use to determine um, uh, like risk level and. Um, oh, what is it called? Uh, it's called a most and most most and OS. Um, most. I, and I, I send, yeah, I send it to you out 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 the. Uh, on after we, after the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll let you uh, see a, a copy of it. Um, I mean, it's it's uh it's actually pretty helpful. Um, helps the is helps determine your high risk cases. 
and supervision level, stuff like that. So, and do you have a, a certain high risk officer, or do you know does everyone supervise? Yeah, so like with the domestic violence stuff, is there's a there's high risk, um, there's two high risk officers for that. Okay. Um, yeah. If you can give one piece of advice to incoming POs, what would that be? Ooh, one piece of document everything. Oh, amen. Amen. Document, document, document everything. I mean, even if you don't think it's important, document it. Like, document it right. Please, y'all, yeah, you cover yeah, your yeah. butt that way. Because, man, yeah, listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, shoot, if they come in and, and say they watched the movie about uh, how to create a bomb or something, make sure that better be in your notes. Like, absolutely. I'm telling you, document everything. Everything. Yeah, that's everything. that's top tier advice, y'all. Y'all better listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please document everything. If you document everything, you'll be good to go. Especially when you got to go to court. Like you don't want to be in front of the judge guessing um, what happened in the meeting. Like document everything. Print them notes out. Uh, yeah, you can give them a specific date, time, and everything. Hey, as long as long as it's in your notes, you're good to go. Have you have you had to testify yet? Yeah. Oh, how was it? <laughs> uh, it was so I haven't had to testify on a difficult case yet. So okay. That's the difference. <laughs> that's the, that's the difference. Like most of them. My man, first time testifying, I was so nervous. I was like, "Oh my god, can I get through this?" I was like sweating. I was like doing this in my chair. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, so I so I was when I was intern, I was going, I was going to court every week. So um, I was going to court every week. Then when I first got hired, I was going to court every week for like the first month. So, I mean, all you're doing is reading your facts. Your but when that prosecutor starts coming at you, like, did you do this? Did you do this? Why did you do this? Yeah. You'd be like, damn, did I? You'd be <laughs> in your mind, yeah. you'd be like, damn, did I do it? So that's right. when you have to rely on your case file. And that goes back mm -hmm. to what you said. Document, document, document. Because they want to know, did you do your part as a PO to get this person to do what they needed to do? Exactly. exactly. Oh, you got you to gotta know your case, baby. You got to know your case. In yeah. your area, is your is your department like a revolving door? Do you got POs, you know, coming in and out all the time as far as like quitting or getting promoted? So when I when I got hired for pretrial, I took one person's spot. And mm -hmm. when I got switched to probation, I took another person's spot. So So those yeah. people did they move up or did they leave? They, Do you know? They left. They left. Because I know in my department, it was like, it kind of was like every six, it was like cyclical. You could almost put it to the day how like people would leave or get promoted. And we would have new yeah. officers come in. And that's hard on the offenders, though. They hate when they have to switch POs or get a new PO. They they don't like that. They do. They do, especially those if you got those clients with that, uh, like those uh, mental health case load or something like that. Oh, they, man. Yeah, they need don't like that change. Yeah. yeah. They don't like that change. That change there. They'll, they'll, they'll flip out then yeah I had to deal with that, to deal with that. so do you work weekends in your agency no okay that's no. good what about holidays yeah we get most holidays all too um, y'all need to be yeah. on a PO get the weekends and them holidays oh off. yeah weekends holidays oh yeah that's 
it's gravy. I love it. That's that's one thing that's gonna keep me there. Like, I got my weekends. And you're paying too. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the pay ain't great, but it ain't bad either. You know, it's like you get paid and you be off on holiday. That's I love that. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. If you listen to some of our episodes, if you watch some of Two Heads podcast episodes, some officers they work weekends. I'm like, baby, no, I doing that. Mm -hmm." Yeah. Eight, eight, eight to five. I feel like that's usually those departments or those agencies that have um like arresting powers and they you yeah. know they be doing stakeouts and all this like baby that's too much. I'm not doing I that. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I ain't got time for that. Okay, so um uh, another thing I wanted to ask you as far as you supervising cases, do you actually do your own drug test? Do you conduct your own drug test? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why'd you laugh? Tell me, tell me why you laugh. Man, so like for some reason probation it seems like a female dominant field. And like as far as the POs? Uh, yeah, as far as the POs, right. Really? Uh, yeah. So I mean, like in my office there's on a good day there's about three males in the office in the building. So there's been days where I was the only male in the office and I'm doing that on 20 drug tests a day. <laughs> it takes away from you doing your actual casework. Yeah, and, I, and not only that, like, yo, I'm getting tired of going in the bathroom with these dudes, man. Like, it gets old. It definitely, it definitely gets old. Oh, it gets old real quick. Like when my agency started, outsourcing the drug test oh my god we were so happy that we we didn't have to do that no more oh shit. Listen, oh, look. Oh, got it good. <clears throat> the stories the stories the things that happen in that bathroom <laughs> like, oh I, 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 <laughs> I already know i you know you'd be trying to forget <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so did you have to take any type of going back to you getting hired or someone getting hired in your area do you have to take any type of psychological exams, any type of like polygraphs, things like that? Nope. Really? Background, drug tests. All right, good to go. I love that. That's just like in my area. <laughs> right. yeah. Like it's simple and to the point. Y'all, y'all better y'all better pick up what he put down. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, I listened to some of the people you interviewed and there was Saying the stuff they had to do to get her, I'm like, man, remind me not to move there to try to get her. Thank job. you. <laughs> it's like they gotta jump through so many hoops. I'm like, why yeah. do I do all this? <laughs> yeah, they, they need a security clearance to be a PO. <laughs> but it's, it's, I find that it's typically those agencies that have the arresting powers. We're going back to right. that. Like, if you have that gun and you're doing all this extra, yeah, I think if you carry a gun, I do want you to go through a little bit more psychological evaluation. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that, but shoot, nah, I'm good. And that's one thing I like about the PO field. It's like, you can be on this social work end, or you can be over here more just law enforcement end, or you can be more in the court. It's like levels to it. And that's one thing right. that I stress to people a lot. It's like, you don't have to stay stagnant. Even if you enter in this level, you can always move up and do something better, make better pay. You know, it just depends on what you want to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah, most most definitely, most definitely. So, yeah. what made you even want to get into this field? Hmm. So, 
so I so I knew I, I knew I was going to get my degree from a chef. Uh, that was something I always wanted to do. Um, was gonna be a cop. A long time ago, I wanted to be a cop. Then the world started to change. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's not the best thing for me. Um, so I did a little did a little research, and then I think I might have been. I was in actually I was in my last year of school when I stumbled across your uh, YouTube. And I was like, shoot, okay, I'm gonna do do probation, and I kept. Uh, I probably watched all your videos. I know how to listen to all the podcasts. And I was like, yeah, this is what I'm about to do. That's dope. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is what I'm about to do. And shoot, I found that intern and I went with it. It was like a full circle moment, y'all. He was watching the podcast and he was watching my yeah. channel. Shout out to your favorite PO channel. If y'all don't know, follow me on YouTube. Yeah. It's your favorite PO. <laughs> yep. Yep. I was mad if, like, so I used to listen, like I used to listen to the podcast on my way to the internships in the morning. Like that was my, yeah, that was, that was my, that was my thing. Yeah. Oh, so dope. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And did you so, find yeah. it helpful? Like, I know you listen to it, but did you find it helpful? Like, be honest. It was, yeah, it was, it was I'm like, real. If y'all trying to get in the field or you already in the field, need some good tips. Hey, go listen to all of those um, episodes. I'm, Tell you, you'll, you'll find something in it to help you. I, I guarantee. I, I guarantee. feel like law enforcement officers or, or police officers, they they have. Oh, that's rude. Okay. <laughs> the law enforcement officers, they have different platforms. They have their brotherhood and they stick together. But like with probation and parole, I feel like it's like silence, like crickets. I'll be trying to yeah. find. <laughs> Trying to link up with probation and parole officers and get some feedback. It's like, where y'all at? What's, what y'all doing? So right. me and my co-hosts, we was like, let's do this podcast. Let's get some feedback. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely helpful. So y'all out there, hey, go listen to those podcasts. You'll find something in the heavy. Yes. So what do you see yourself in the next five years as far as you know professionally? Um Man. Isn't that a tough question? It I feel is. like when you interview, like they always ask you that. <laughs> right, like, right. And then, five years? <laughs> right. And you give and you give some uh oh I want to move up in the com- in the company. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. You already yeah. know. So I don't know. Um man. I don't know. That's a tough uh, question. It is. I mean it really it is. is. Especially with you being so fresh into it, it's right. kind of like, damn, I don't really know. <laughs> right. If, <clears throat> it will probably be, though, I'll probably, next five years, will probably be to um, uh, hmm, to specialize in a specific caseload. What caseload right now, I don't know. But um, probably to become specialized in a specific caseload. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. And I think that's it. Do I have any other questions? Oh, let me take this time to ask you. Do you have any questions for me? You know, since I'm not even in the field anymore. I mean, not actively a probation officer anymore. Right. Would you think, would you you ever go back? No. (laughs) (laughs) People ask me that all the time. 
And I'm yeah, like, there's absolutely no shade to the profession because always I'm always advocating for the profession. It's just that me personally, I feel like out I outgrew it. I feel like I'm doing more now to help people than I was in that role. Because in that role, you're somewhat limited to what you can do, what you can say. And yeah. what I'm doing now is just like I I have more freedom to actually help people in the way that I feel like I want to help people. <laughs> Which yeah, I feel so like with that, with that being said, if you're coming into the profession, do not give legal advice. Yeah, absolutely not. Do not I mean, give that's, that's, any <laughs> do not give any legal advice. If that's in general. If you're not a yeah. lawyer, you can't be giving out legal advice because you can get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, don't don't give don't give no mm-mm. And they will ask you, like the the uh, defendants, they'll ask you for legal advice. You're like, maybe I can't do that. Yeah, but like, hey, call call your lawyer. Absolutely. Call call your lawyer, no matter what. Call your lawyer. Oh, that brings up another point that I wanted to ask you. Actually, as far as early termination for offenders, do they have that in Virginia? Yeah. Like, if somebody wants to get off early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Um, so for uh, circuit cases. Um, we have to request and the judge or the Commonwealth has to approve it. Um, but for like um, general district case, uh, cases that's in general district, we can just um, send a letter and they completed everything. Really? Is that yeah. easy? Yeah, it's that easy. Um, so they don't even have to hire an attorney to do any of this for them. They could just talk to their PO. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Good. That's dope. Yeah, so like most of the, so yeah, like those cases that's in um general district. <clears throat> Once they complete everything, they in compliance and everything, we shoot that we send that letter in and go ahead and close them out. Does it even matter if they've completed at least half of their term of probation? Mm-mm. Oh, you know yeah. what? I like Virginia. I like yeah, y'all. As long as they so like so like people got a uh a welfare finding for a year and they complete everything in five months. Hey, you out of there. Oh, that's dope. I like that. I wish other states would adopt that type of mentality for some cases, not all the cases. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's a, I mean, of course, case by case thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but for the majority, yeah, that's how it goes. Oh, I love it. Okay. We ended on a positive note. Right. (laughs) I want to say thank you again for joining me on today's episode. And we're going to be looking forward to talking to you in another six months or so and see how you're really feeling about this position. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, it ain't ain't always rainbows and butterflies, you know? Yeah, trust me. I had had them days already. I had them days already. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, oh my goodness, yeah. y'all! It's only been six months, and he already had the baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, hey, it, it comes with the territory. For sure, for sure. Y'all be sure to follow us on Instagram, on YouTube at Two Hats Podcast, and on Facebook. Wait, do we have Facebook? No, we don't. Let me let me not put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, the podcast is available on all you know podcast streaming platforms like Google Podcasts and uh, things of that nature. So, any last words, Charles? Nope. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, y'all. And 